Welcome into Inside the Den, your look inside Lee's McRae Athletics. Inside the Den is produced for the sole purpose of keeping Bobcat fans in the know and can be found on our website, lmcbobcats.com, or on SoundCloud. Just search Lee's McRae Athletics. Now, here's your host, Tim Hall. All right, Bobcat fans, we are back inside the den. Today's guest is head men and women swim coach, Sean Weddle. Sean, thanks for being on Inside the Den once again. Yeah, Tim, thanks for having me again. It's always right. a pleasure. Well, you were with me back, back, back in the early days of the podcast on episode five. And for anyone who missed that one, I definitely encourage you to go back and listen to uh, that episode with Sean because he talked a good bit about his story, how he became the coach here at Lee's McRae, and uh, what the culture and program is like for his team. But having you on today because you're getting after it. Your team is actually competing. Uh, and I want to dive into that, uh, no pun intended, but, uh, first, you know, I've been curious about this with all the sports being pushed to the spring. How is it that swimming is getting to compete right now? And what, what has that been like for you all? Yeah, well, um, yeah, again, again, appreciate you having me. So uh, I think what it amounts to is that swimming is one of the lower risk sports that exist um, at the NC2A. Um, and what I think that allows for is us to take the necessary steps and precautions in order to compete in a way that um, is very low risk. So, and what I say that is, is for example, in a pool, typically the lanes are six feet apart. Um, or there's a space, for example, if you've got two, two teams warming up in a pool, they're usually putting a lane between those two teams. So there's an entirely empty lane and then two teams warming up adjacent to those lanes. So literally that, that is actually eight feet typically is a lane width. So, um, you know, that kind of goes back to our first competition where we were warming up and had a lane between us. Um, and we also, they had mask. Um, little holders behind the blocks that you actually wore your mask up to the blocks, put your mask on this little holder, uh, swam, um, and then got back out and got your mask and went away. And in addition to that, all the teams were distanced in separate corners throughout the facility. Um, and when I mean distanced, I mean, I don't know, we were not even 30 feet from each mm -hmm. other. Um, so, you know, I think all those things taken into consideration, I think I felt pretty good um, about going into this. You know, when we first came back, I was following all the necessary steps. I think, you know, most people around the country from a swim team perspective, they got into uh, one to two people at each end of the pool um, and were utilizing that. Um, and, you know, I was running three practices a day to accommodate everyone. Um, as you know, we kind of got through the initial month of or so of, of being back. Then we started kind of running more traditional practices with people at one end and those kinds of things. So now, you know, we've had literally one, I would say, legitimate close call. Um, we've had one quarantine due to a roommate situation, and that's been it mm -hmm. from us. So I feel really good about it. So I think that's the primary thing. Um, of where we are from a standpoint of, of swimming. Um, you know, it's, and I think each institution is kind of making that 
assessment as we go through the semester. I think more schools are coming online uh, and they're starting to compete. So we're picking, you know, picking some up um, as we go, for sure. You know, I think what we're seeing across the board, not just us at Lee's McRae, but like you alluded to, the other teams coming on board, is that all the good decisions that we were making months ago and what we adhered to early on, I think those things are starting to pay dividends. And you also see these other institutions, most of them are the bigger ones with just, I mean, they are small cities in and of themselves, having more difficulty because it's they can't wrap their arms around that, uh, that amount of people. And it's a little easier for us at these smaller colleges. I don't know, my things are pretty good on campus. We're the same as you all at the cycling team, you know, dodged some bullets, had a few quarantines because of contact tracing, but uh, so far it's really working out in our favor. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, You know, uh, but I would also go as far as probably saying that, you know, some of even the smaller schools initially, I don't know that they maybe had um, as strict measures or didn't implement them as much. And so uh, you saw some prevalency in some of those schools. Yes. And I mean, schools our size. I agree. Uh, you know, we were hearing about incidents at various places. Um, and, and, you know, obviously there's different ways to go about, you know, administering those things in different ways of happening. But I think, yeah, I think for our, our situation, it's been handled um, as diligently as we can possibly do it. And yeah, I would agree that we're, we're seeing those benefits now for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we, I have to say, we have been pretty hardcore about all of this, and uh, not that we've enjoyed it, but you know, we're reaping uh, the dividends of that right now, and you're getting to compete and travel. Uh, so next up, you've had two meets thus far. You were at King, and then you had a tri meet this past weekend in West Virginia. You know, I'm looking at your roster. You know, it looks like. Uh, you had four guys and four, uh, five women returning from last year, uh, and now you got an equal balance of nine men and nine women. So, you know, you bring in a lot of fresh faces. Uh, and so, what's that? What's that been like for your team? You know, you're bringing in, kind of doubling your size, so to speak, and they're coming together under these conditions. How have you seen them rally together throughout all this? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been really. Um... it's been a unique time, you know, I mean, for freshmen, you know, I I don't envy them coming into a a school and a brand new environment under these circumstances, you know, it's difficult enough to be a freshman going to college, let alone being, you know, under almost lockdown, so to speak. Um, And so, yeah, it's been, it's been difficult in the beginning, I think, you know, because of acclimation and I, we, that's one of the things we continue to talk about, but yeah, you know, our, so our, kind of getting back to your point the first meet was actually an invitational um it was at king hosted the invitational it was at the kingsport aquatic center um it was us milligan king and converse um were all the schools um involved in swimming um converse was female only um so it was a quad meet so to speak and yeah we we performed pretty well um i would say you know this there were some definite standouts in that meet um one, you know, we Christian Nishimura uh, for sure was a, a huge standout um, coming in early, who's one of our senior captains. Um, and then Tate Abbott, who's a freshman, actually had a really, really good meet, too. But there was various people that had, 
you know, for a starting point of where we were and what we had to be doing, I, fe- I felt like it went really well um, from that regard. Unfortunately, we won the meet on the women's side and we were second on the men's side uh, due to unfortunately having two relays disqualified or we would have won both of those um, on both sides. So um, really good way to start out the meet. I mean, start, start out the season. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, this past weekend, we traveled to West Virginia for the first time. Uh, it's a unique scenario. Um, you know, occasionally we run into this, and I try to avoid it as much as we can. And I, I didn't think this was the situation going into this meet. But so a lot of times we'll have competitions in 25-meter pools, which, you know, to maybe some of the listeners out there, that doesn't sound like much. But if you add literally six to seven feet on the end of a pool, Mm. um that can be two or three strokes yeah you know so it's a difference and particularly if you're training in that daily versus not training in that um so i didn't realize that their pool and and communicating with their coach it wasn't communicated so much lately till they were 25 meters but anyway we went up um had a competition to try meet you know to be honest going into the meet i felt like you know we had a pretty secure outcome um to be to happen um from the sense of wins so for us it was we swam some off events in other words events that they normally wouldn't swim um and just wanted to be competitive in those events as well too um and it went you know it went well i mean we had some some pretty good swims although you know they were just like me you know meter swims i mean it's you'd had to sit there and convert every single time to really figure out what you did and, and explain that a little bit because you know compare the pool you practice in with what you were dealing with this weekend. Yeah. So we're a traditional 25 yard pools, which is, you know, you know, this, a lot of these 25 meters pools, uh, I think it was what early eighties, maybe when we were going through the whole decimal scenario, um, we're looking at changing to the metric potentially, you know, I think I was a young kid when this was going on. And I think a lot of these pools were built at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, short course meter pools are really an anomaly because we have long course meter pools that typically a lot of the swimmers or most of the swimmers train in, in the summers. And that's a typical Olympic distance. That's 50 meters in length, um, where we're 25 yards, but to have a 25 meter pool, um, again, you're adding about six to seven feet on the end of the pool, yeah. Yeah. um, in additional length. And so it just throws off a lot of things. I mean, your stroke count is not the same, um, turns are different i mean everything is kind of thrown off um and so you can't necessarily tackle it the same way as as 25 yards um and so yeah it's 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 a different swim for sure and then also couple that with now you're doing an event that you typically don't do that you know you're you're okay at but it's not your forte for Mm -hmm. example um you know i equate it to you it'd be like i don't know a mountain biker racing cyclocross well you know yeah as you're explaining yeah, yeah as, you're, as you're explaining that, I'm thinking about you know you being a, a bicycle racer like myself. It's like uh, the difference between a, a 45 minute crit and a 60 minute crit. It doesn't yep. sound like much, but that extra 15 minutes is massive, especially Absolutely. especially when you haven't done them, uh, right. and and you aren't you know your your body isn't truly prepared for it. And yeah, it can throw you off. But it sounds like you all went outside your comfort zone a little bit, not just with the pool, uh, but with doing these extra events. And, you know, I think those things always pay off because you have to learn the art of adaption. Well, uh, you know, just adapting to the moment 
and making the most of it. And it's like, well, this is what we have to do today. I guess this is what we're going to do. Uh, it sounds right. like they performed, uh, you know, they rose to the occasion. Yeah. Yeah. We had a good, again, some good performances, um, on both sides. Um, that, that actually it was a really good team effort. I mean, I split the relays, you know, um, and what that means is, is that I did not put up our best relay teams based on times. Um, you know, typically you have an A and B relay or that's where we have right now. I mean, some teams even go to C and D relays depending on their size. We have A and B relays and typically you'll have the A relay that has your fastest swimmers on it and the B relay that has your next group of fastest swimmers. So what I did is took two A's and put them with two B's and two other A's and put them with two B's to kind of race each other. Nice. Um, and to create some more competition that way too. So, you know, again, it's, it's a unique situation from that regard, uh, but it creates um, a little bit more competitive environment as well too. Mm -hmm. So overall the team, you know, I don't necessarily think there was uh, any standout performances. I, well, though there was some good performances individually, but I think overall it was a, just a good team effort um, at this last meet. Yeah. Um, which then, you know, for me too, it's a building step, um, as you said. So we're going into, you know, this weekend, we traveled to Carson Newman. Um, All right, now, hold on. Let me hold you, uh, yeah. hold you up here a second. So okay. now I understand Carson Newman is pretty good. All well, right. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to get get into that like, okay so, so Carson, here's how here's how i found out this past weekend we uh the cycling team we were you know down in the traveler's rest and we were at the hink happy grand fondo and i met a mutual friend of ours now now a, a, a mutual friend of ours uh kim morgan yeah uh, yep and she was telling me about her daughter there at carson newman and about their yep. team and and yep. how she's uh friends with you and your wife and so we talked a little bit uh, so yeah, uh, tell us a little bit about what you're expecting there and, uh, the level of competition your team's about to face. Yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> extremely different level of competition. Um, Carson Newman typically is a top, top 20 for sure. Typically top 15 team in the country, hmm. um, year in and year out. I mean, they're, they're, um, you know, they, they've had a, a long longevity of a, from an experience standpoint um, of um, some very good results. Um, they're very deep. Um, they have two big teams. I think they're 20 plus on both sides oh, wow. for men and women. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a different experience. You know, what I tell my group is, is that, you know, here's the number of events we won against them last year, which I, to be honest with you, I think was one. Okay. So our goal is the number one goal of any time you go in is to compete at the highest level possible. Um, you know, PRs for us are not always, it's not a doable thing every time you get in the pool because, you know, there's different times of different seasons and when you're segmenting and what where you are in your training block and what have you. So for me, it's just, it's competing at a high level and being consistent. But then secondly is trying to win more events than we did the year prior. Mm -hmm. So those are my two expectations going in. Um, he's had some, uh, some people uh, either graduate or transfer. So he's got some new people that I'm not, I'm not that familiar with. So it'll be interesting to see how we compete, um, you know, based on the results last year and what I've seen, we have some, some possibilities, but we'll wait. We'll have to just see yeah. what that looks like. But yeah, it's going to be, you know, they, uh, it's just a great opportunity to compete for us, for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, I think as an athlete, you know, we always, uh, we want to go against better competition. That's what we find out, you know, what we're made of and uh, gives us that 
little extra motivation we need once we come back to practice and realize, okay, <laughs> I have a lot of work to do. Uh, right. And, and then you get back after it, which leads me into my final question, which is, okay, you've had these two meets, about to have your third. Uh, what does the rest of your season look like? And I know that you're building towards conference championships. So how is that shaping up? And, yeah, explain as you're looking ahead uh, what the rest of the season looks like for the swim team. Yeah, so, well, unfortunately for us, it doesn't get any easier the following weekend. So uh, the following weekend on Friday, we swim Queens. Ooh. Queens is the perennial national champion the last five years. So we go from Carson Newman, top 20, top 15, to the national champions. Um, so, yeah, our competition level goes up exponentially. And then we swim Lenore Ryan the following day, and then we finish the season – well, not season – finish the semester with Catawba. Um, so we have some really good opportunities to swim fast. And yeah, so as your example pinpointed, I, I've got a lot of, well, a lot of underclassmen, but a lot of freshmen. So, uh, you know, 75% of our team are sophomores or freshmen. Mm -hmm. So we still have a very young team. Um, their eyes are probably going to be open significantly <laughs> over the next two weekends. Yep. Yeah. From a level of competition. Um, you know, I will say this, too, is that both of those schools being where they are, you know, they have a little bit different roster than what I have, too. I mean, they have a lot of upperclassmen, but they have a lot of international students. And typically, international swimmers are anywhere from 21 to 24, 25 years old. Mm -hmm. That's an entirely different situation yep. than 18 years old. OK, so but you know, the competition um, drive and determination still got to be theirs. But, yeah, it's going to be. It, the, from where they've been the last couple of meets of kind of trying to, to break them into collegiate swimming to now we're, we're going after it with the two very, very strong teams. I mean, the strongest team. I mean, Queens is perennial the strongest team in the country at, at the D2 level mm -hmm. and have, have proven it five years in a row. So um, that's going to be uh, kind of special. Well, um, I, think, I think in situations like this, what you find out most is – you have an anticipation of the performance just because of the maturity levels. But what you find out is really what they're made of mentally and, right. and, and how important the mental side of competition is as you're a younger athlete competing against older, more mature athletes, more experienced athletes. This is, I think, a good opportunity for you all to just find out what you're really made of mentally and emotionally. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would agree with that too. You know, one of the things that I continue to stress with them is, is um, I, I tell them daily is build, build roads, not walls. Mm. In other words, like, I like that. You have, to be, you have to be who you want to be on a daily basis and be consistent, build that road, you know, keep building the road because you know, it's, it's, you start building walls, it becomes very difficult. You end up you're spending all your time trying to break down the walls um, versus traveling on the road. So we keep going down this, uh, this path on a consistent basis. You know, swimming is one of those situations, Tim. You know, it's, it, it, I mean, it's an endurance sport, but you're aware of, you know, it's, it, the, the habits and stuff I think are a little different in cycling is because they all perform, they all have their, their habits and idiosyncrasies they've brought with them um, coming into college. And so we're trying to break those, but unfortunately they've got a lot of time behind those habits. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard, you know, I keep preaching, you, you, you're not going to become uh, the Olympic 
gold medalist at, at the next swim meet. That's, you know, you are who you are on a daily basis. You don't just, you don't put on a cape um, and jump in the pool um, and, and become somebody entirely different because of, you know, you've been practicing this way and you haven't changed those particular habits. So we talk about that mm. consistently. Um, well, it's just to be the best version of us, be who we want to be, yeah. not who we are necessarily. Yeah. Well, as you know, there's no such thing as an overnight success. And yep. it takes a, quite a bit of time. And I love that analogy of uh, build roads, uh, build roads, not walls. I love that. Well, Sean, thank you for being on Inside the Den, sharing yep. the swim story. Uh, you're rocking and rolling. I wish you all the best in the upcoming meets. And uh, we'll have you back on later on. Hey, Tim, always a pleasure. And hey, good luck to you guys, too. I know you guys got a couple of events coming up as well. So I wish you the best on those also. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Go Bobcats. Go Bobcats. To listen to this episode again or to find previous episodes, go to our website, lmcbombcats.com, or find us on SoundCloud by searching Lees McRae Athletics. And as always, go Bobcats.